Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. It's a real privilege to come and share with you. Um, We as a team, a number of us here this morning, just want to thank you. We really want to thank you as a church and as individual supporters for the support that you give to us as a charity. Um, I recognize there's some really strong links in this room, former staff, former trustees, former volunteers. Um, It's a real privilege to share with you in this way. And we just really briefly this morning want to share a little bit of our work with you. Um, A couple of the guys in a few moments are going to come up and share that. And then we'll make sure that we're out with our table afterwards. And if you want to chat to us more about our work, please do come and chat with us. Uh, We're 36 years young as a charity, um, so nearly four decades of work in this town, supporting uh, children and young people with a real heart to help them realise their potential. None of that's changed in that time, but maybe the way we've done it has changed slightly. African Adventure as a project's been running for many years now, and uh, that slight change that we've seen over the last four years, particularly in our youth and children's schools work, is that move towards this model of school chaplaincy. So two main projects that we're involved in, African Adventure and school chaplaincy. Uh, during this last year, 12 different schools visited African Adventure, And we've also, over this four academic years, seen growth in school chaplaincy from originally being two schools to now 12. 12 different schools in our town are supported by a CYM chaplain, and we also support the each children's hospice. So 13 different locations across this town. We've managed to make the money stretch. Sandy, if you've got more lubricant that can come our way, I'll buy you a coffee afterwards. We've seen that stretching happen due to partnership. Great partnership with local churches, trusts and other organisations. For example, we have a role that is fully funded for us in the Nacton area of this town by the Salvation Army. We have one and a half roles that are funded for us by the Radwell Trust, the trust that operates our alternative provision of education in this town. We see a couple of our schools now starting to say, we see the value of this, we would like to financially contribute to what you are doing. And so therefore that's exciting for us that we believe that growth is still there to come. And we've continued to run our children's weekend. We do that in May of each year and we had about 45 children come and join us this year. And we're about to commence a partnership with you as a church here and other churches locally, the TLG Early Intervention Coaching, which I know you've heard lots about, but we're really excited to be doing that soon. So our heart continues as a charity to be to, um, to provide that positive, passionate Christian presence in the communities that we serve. Not just for the children or the young people, but for the staff that we serve as well. We have three key cornerstones and seven values. And if you look at our banner when you go outside, you'll see them. That's what we work to as a group of individuals and as a charity. Hold us accountable to those, please. They're really important to us. We continue to want to shine the light and the love of Jesus into the people's lives that we work with. 
So the team that are here today, normally I get asked just to come and do this on my own, and, and the invitation was, Simon, would you like to bring some of the team? So I put it out there, and loads of them responded. So we've got Ant and Josh, who are going to come and come up now and, and share with us. We've got Beth, who's a chaplain in Ipswich Academy. We've got Mirin, who is a student with us, currently studying at Ridley Hall. We've got Kimini, who's our assistant director. And then we've got the wonderful Josh. You know Josh quite well, I think. Um, Josh, who's been with us since September and doing a fantastic job as a primary school chaplain for this team. But two of our guys here, we've got Josh, who leads African Adventure for us, and Ant, who is our lead chaplain and chaplain to Chantry Academy, and they're going to be really brief. And this is a real test for us three, to be really brief in this moment. But a, a few quick questions, just to give you a tiny flavour of what we do. So Josh, introduce yourself, who you are, how you've ended up being with CYM. Yes, yeah, so hi, I'm Josh. Um, I've been with CYM for about just over three years now. Um, it was a real God placement for me how I ended up at CYM. I grew up in a church, in a, in a Christian family, but knew absolutely nothing about CYM and certainly nothing about African adventure. Um, I have a real passion for traveling, so I spent some of my life teaching in Brazil and in Poland um, and teaching um, children and young people and adults over there and had a real passion to see um, potential in all of those people. Um, And when I came back from Poland, I was convinced I was going to work in a school setting and it just didn't happen. And someone said, try out CYM. So I applied and that's where God placed me and I haven't looked back ever since. Awesome. And we love having you with us. Tell us a little bit about African adventure. Now, this is a really difficult thing to do in a short space of time, but describe African Adventure to these people as if they've never been before. Okay. So African Adventure is a very, very unique um, residential project that we run at Sizewall Hall. And and our main focus there um, is really to demonstrate God's love and to um, develop quality relationships with the schools that come there currently. Um, And with, with that as well, we really celebrate and we talk about the huge diversity and different cultures from the continent of Africa, um, but we also highlight massive social issues that many, many people face in the continent as well. Um, we think it's really important um, that we see every single person that comes there for who they are, not um, what they've done previously or what they're good at, but actually who they are, each individual, whether that's children or staff. Um, but we're seeing real vision and real growth and new life being breathed into the project um, so that's a little bit about what we do. But as someone said, come and speak to me afterwards and I'll talk to you at great length about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about joys, Josh? What are the things that really bring you joy when you're leading this project? Um, we invest so much and God invests so much into African Adventure. And actually, I just thought it'd be really good to share with you some of the feedback that we've got. Um, I wish I'd have a whole line of people here that serve, that volunteer with African Adventure so they can tell you why they do it um, and how good it is to serve. And, and that is just one of my highlights, one of my joys is to work with people that give up their time so willingly to grow and to be involved in the project. But this is some of the feedback back that we've had from teachers so this one is in relation to relationship with children and it says this is a strength of the whole week the staff care about the children take the time to get to know each one always finding their strengths um another teacher said um 
that I feel very humble to have all that I have, knowing that so many have so little. The message from the week, the people who have spoken and taken the time to share their stories has been amazing. Thank you for a truly inspirational week. Um, and we don't get feedback from parents very often, but this is one. And um, said, my son has come home from his stay today, a changed boy. He is beaming while telling me his stories. He's talking more confident confidently and with such maturity i'm so pleased to hear he tried some new foods too you are clearly you clearly enrich the lives of the children that you work with and that's why i'm involved and that's why i do and that and this is the kind of stuff that we get back that that gives me the joy awesome and uh, with a certain mr pepper in the building i'm sure that that's great for you to hear as well that vision that god laid on your heart to create this project and your legacy lives on dave so thank you for that and josh what can we pray for what can this family pray for for you in terms of african adventure in the coming year um, one of the big things that I'm really working on is finding volunteers, which I'm sure every single African Adventure coordinator has done since the time it started. Um, and that's one thing that we really, really would like prayer for. Um, we're having big conversations with people. We're reaching out into new areas to find those volunteers. Um, and yes... Um, you might see this as a sales pitch completely, um, but I'm not just saying this because we need people to make the project run. I actually really believe that volunteering at African Adventure will enrich your life to see people grow, to grow yourself. Um, and I would like to think that as a pay team, we really mentor volunteers, however old or young they are, um, to grow and see things within themselves. So real prayer for that. Um, but the other one, I just want you to be really excited that God is absolutely breathing new life into this project. Um, I'm sitting in my office at the moment and every single day I'm like, I have no idea what I've done because new doors are opening all of the time. Um, and I'm not just talking locally, I'm talking internationally. We're having conversations with people in Canada, in Germany, about the work that we do and people that want to be involved with that. Um, if you're a Christian and you know your Bible, um, I really would encourage you to read Luke one, uh, Luke 5, 1 to 11, where Jesus encourages Simon to take the boat a little deeper to fish in new waters. That is happening at African Adventure. Um, it's absolutely happening. So I would really love you to pray for that, for the vision and, and where African Adventure is going. So volunteers and for the vision. Thank you, Josh. Ant. The senior statesman of our team, <laughs> our longest serving member. And how have you ended up here? Uh, to chaplaincy? Yes. So I, when I moved to Ipswich, I was involved in things that CWEM were doing voluntary. And uh, as my career changed, I then went into youth work training and ended up managing uh, in the statutory sector a youth project. But also at the same time, I was involved. We did club nights, we did cell groups within CYM. So it's always on my heart. And I didn't, I never knew that God would then be calling me to work full time there. So I've been there, I've been here eight years in CYM. Wow, eight years. So I was the senior youth work coordinator then. And, uh, for the last four years been chaplain, a lead chaplain and, uh, chaplain to Chantry Academy for four days of that week. Great. You've been working on a project called Woven. Um, again, really difficult for you to share that really quickly, but give a little bit of a heart of what that project has been in that school uh, and the fruit you've seen from that. Yeah, part of chaplaincy is to encourage reflection, um, that spiritual care side of, of what chaplaincy is. And um, we, we are encouraged to dream, to have dream days, to go and dream. And I, 
I dreamt, and, and God gave this picture of doing a kind of soul space or prayer space um, in the school. And I'd been, I'd been there three years. And uh, this opportunity came up just before the summer. So I didn't have much time to do that. But uh, on my heart, was, um, it was around identity, um, finding identity. And woven, it's like an experience where the year sevens go around four different threads. And it's about Psalm 139, intricately woven and wonderfully made. And it's been just an amazing joy for me to be reading out that poem, that psalm, uh, for the year sevens. And they explore what that means, uh, that they're... That they're you know how wonderful your thoughts are. They outnumber the grain of sand, and they're they're in sand pits, and they're pushing it down, seeing mosaics of Jesus in the corner, and uh, listening to testimony of a lady who who uh, is is just uh, amazing on, on a lady on uh, who's a vlogger, and just finding ways to explore what that means to them, um, and angel wing selfies, all those kind of things, all different ways that explore that they are wonderfully made. So to be able to share that has been so exciting part of chaplaincy. Fabulous. And, and similarly, things we can pray for, for you, but also for chaplaincy as a whole in our team? Yeah. Um, I think one thing is to pray for is for the chaplains in, each, in, in their spaces because we're working, doing a lot of one-to-one support. Some young people are in really t- difficult situations and some of the things that the chaplains here and come into contact with um, can be really hard to take that. Uh, and so please, I really ask you to pray for the protection for each chaplain in their health, in their well-being, those kind of parts as well. The other area to pray for is for the communities that are around each place, each chaplaincy in each school community, just for that support, for support to come from that area. Um, yeah, we'd just love to see more, the, the, in that place we could have more mentors for young people, because it's, it's amazing what is happening, um, but the challenges are, while we wait with the difficulties with mental health services, where chaplaincy is really about being in those cracks, standing in those cracks and supporting those young people. So pray for those young people and those families because there's some major major sort of struggles, particularly around dependency in, in the adults and their health and how young people are coming into school late because they're caring for their, for their parents. So, yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you, gents. So if you'd like to take your seats, Beth's going to come and join me. Um, Beth's going to share God's word with us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Just share some really key verses with you that we um, focus on a lot at at work at the moment. Um, And these are from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Uh, This is from the Message Translation. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there, on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Father God, will you bless Beth's words this morning? Will they be your words that she shares with us? Um, Speak through her, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Well, hi, everyone. 
Um, so as Simon said, my name is Beth, and just to give you a bit of context, um, I've been at CYM for um, about three years now, and recently in April, um, I took on the role as chaplain to Ipswich Academy, or some of you will know that as what used to be Holy Wells, um, and I'm also the community youth work for the community youth worker for the Nacton Gainsborough area. Okay, so um, I just I love it. I love the young people. The young people are awesome, and I'm just so excited about that role. So um, if you're interested in in that at all, please come and speak to me um, afterwards. But I'm aware of time, so uh, let's get into it. Um, Simon read our verses for us already, um, but this is a Bible verse for CYM that is really key. It makes up part of our vision statement, and I think it's something that really inspires us as an organisation. However, sometimes with some of these well-known verses, um, we can just become a bit immune to them, I think, because we've read them so many times. Um, I just really wanted to focus on this today, not because it is a verse that we use, um, but because it is a verse that has so much power in it. Um, okay, so, and I love the analogy that Jesus brings here, light. And we know that Jesus used this picture so purposefully because light is essential, isn't it? Um, Well, over the summer, um, I went camping at Naturally Supernatural in Peterborough, which is like the adult version of Soul Survivor, if anyone's been to that. And at least one of the nights, I forgot to take a torch when I went off to the bathroom. Um, And it's surprising how not being able to see makes everything that I could usually do without even thinking about it, so difficult. Um, Trying to successfully not trip over any guy ropes in this sea of tent. Um, Trying to not step in any big mud puddles because it was Britain, so of course it had been raining all week. Um, And just trying to get back and make sure I was in the right tent, that I knew which tent was mine. That could have been very awkward if that had gone wrong. Um, And it's a light-hearted analogy, but it is so true, isn't it, that light is essential. Light symbolises safety. Think of all the um, lives that have been saved by lighthouses and lampposts and flares. Um, Light symbolises life. Without the sun, the earth would be a wasteland, incapable of sustaining us or anything. And on the opposite side of this picture, we have darkness. Now, I'm sure many of us in the room have been scared of the dark at one point in time. Um, And it's almost like our bodies just know that it's not a good place to be in. Darkness is this thing that seems to symbolize um, danger and fear and evil in a way. Um, And this is the picture that Jesus is trying to paint with this description. Can you imagine in the days of no streetlights or being in the middle of nowhere, lost, without any means yourself to see what is going on, being swamped by darkness, no phone, which I know could be a difficult thing for some of us, trying to find your way in fear of what you couldn't see or what might be out there, and suddenly this burst of bright light beams out from a hill in the distance. Can you imagine the hope, the relief, the joy once seeing that light. The difference that light would make to that situation is incredible. And that is the same with God. The difference that his light makes to the world, to people's lives, is truly transforming. And many of us know this from our own experience, don't we? And yet so often I think we can forget. Um, we forget to have urgency Because we get so used to the world we live in and its many, many problems. 
But this is the reality, that darkness is the absence of light. And for many people living in the absence of God, the darkness is real. And that doesn't mean everyone can see that for themselves. Um, I remember being on holiday when I was younger with my family um, and we were visiting this castle. And I remember we'd been walking around um, a while and we got to this bit where we went down into the dungeons. And mum and dad were being... A bit weird is probably the best way to describe it. Um, like the path was well lit and you could see everything, but they were moaning and saying things like, why is it so dark down here? Why can't I see anything? Um, and this went on for a few minutes before me and my sister turned around and realised both my parents were still wearing their sunglasses. Um, and they were, they're never impressed when I share that story. Um, but in that moment, my parents couldn't understand why they couldn't see anything, and I could. There was something blocking the light for them, but the light was there, and I believe that that is the same with God's light too. But whether people are open or not, Jesus is saying in this parable, shine either way. It's a command of such importance. And for us who consider ourselves Christians, when we remember where we were before we knew Jesus or remember the change he brought to our lives, it helps us recognize how important it is for us to shine. For those who have not yet found him. Um, as D.T. Niles quoted, Christianity is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. So don't underestimate it, the importance of you shining for God. Let's not forget what's at stake here. But don't be overcome by the idea of it either. Um, It's about, as I said, it's about three years since I joined CYM. And I remember when I first told my friends that I was going to be going into youth work and all of their reactions were a bit like, what? Really? (laughs) Why? (laughs) They were very confused. Um, But I love it. I've had my fair share of joy, um, of stress, (laughs) of wanting to scream into a pillow. Um, And I would be lying if 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 I said there haven't been times over the years I have honestly just been crushed by what I have seen and really questioned God with, what am I supposed to do here? Because you know, for all of us, whatever situation we are in, shining for God is tough. The lampstands we have been put on are hard work. It's tough because we are on show. It's tough because we have to be vulnerable and we have to stand out. It's tough because we can get hurt in the process. And as lights, constantly looking out into darkness can be really disheartening. But here is the thing. Light shines brightest in the darkest places. If you've been out in the countryside on a clear night, you will know that suddenly being away from the town and all its own lights, you can see so much more clearly. And yes, you are surrounded by darkness, but you get to see the magnitude of the stars and the moon. We are part of a world with many struggles. And at times, it is dismaying when we see and hear about the things going on. But be encouraged that in the darkest places, light makes the most difference. Us as chaplains know that. We experience that every day. So my question to you is, where are you going to be? 
Because if we are not in the darkness, how can we shine light properly? In John 1, 5, it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Whatever situation we are trying to shine in, whether that is work, family, friends, community, we can walk in confidence because we know that if we walk in God's name, it is already done. His light cannot be overpowered. And we can also walk with purpose because see that Jesus did not say, try to be the light of the world. He said, you're here to be light. God has made us all to be light bearers. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I love that that God calls us out of darkness and now he has chosen us to call out others as well. And we haven't just been given a new purpose. It says we have been put onto our very own hilltop, onto our own light stand, very carefully and deliberately placed in that position to shine for Jesus. Take that as an encouragement. God has very carefully and purposely thought through where he will put you and how he will use you. The verse talks about giving light to everyone in the house. As individuals, who is in your house? Who do you surround? Who do you spend time with? Who do you see? Because we can all have an impact. But how do we do this? And I know at this point I could go over lots of practical ways in which we could, as Christians, demonstrate God's love. But I hopefully have summed it up into one sentence. Okay, We are called to be imitators and carriers of God. As Paul says in Galatians uh, 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. When we talk about the idea of darkness and light, it can sometimes feel like we're a warrior about to go into battle. Like, well, people need to come to Jesus. I'm going to do this and this and this. And it is good to have passion and zeal. But it does not always have to be the focus. And we see that in Jesus, don't we? Because Jesus knew the seriousness of the cause. And yet his motivation was love. His motivation was still compassion. His motivation was still justice. That never changed. And that is God's heart. As it says in Hosea 6, verse 6, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Sometimes we can be so devoted to the cause of Christ and yet we lose the true purpose of it. I know personally before I have had to stop myself in situations where I am so desperate to see change that I've forgotten why God wanted change in the first place. God wants us to shine by showing his character, by showing mercy and grace to the people who need it most. Like Galatians says, when we become Christians, we now have Christ living inside of us. And that means we have his power living inside of us. But it also means we have his compassion. 
it means we should have his tenderness, his ability to see the individual in a crowd. We need to imitate Christ in character by understanding God's heart for all those around us. And another important thing to remember is we are not the source of light to others. There is only one source, and that is God. You can think of it like the moon. Yes, the moon shines at night, okay, but it is only because it reflects light from its original source, the sun. And we are called to reflect the only light, which is Jesus. And yet I know so often I am guilty of trying to shine without him. Not partnering with him, even though I know I'm trying to do things for him. But we cannot shine without God. That's like using a torch, but never replacing the batteries. The light bulb is there, but eventually the power is going to run out. That is why it is so important that we are dedicated to spending time with God, like today, and worshipping him. When we think about those um, in the Bible who shone the brightest, like Paul and Moses, we know how much time they spent with God, whom they loved and had a relationship with. They were such dedicated worshippers of God, and that is what led them to doing great works for God. Um, One great story that I think illustrates this is in Exodus chapter 34, when Moses um, is coming down from Mount Sinai after spending 40 days um, with God. And after spending all that time with him, um, being in his presence and seeing his glory, he comes down and his face is literally shining so much that he has to have a veil to cover it up. And it says in verse 29, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. He was shining because he had spent time with God. And best of all, he didn't even realise it. And that can be the same for us. That when we speak with Jesus, when we spend time in his presence, it causes us to shine. And best of all, it can be like Moses. We might not even realise that we're doing it. So um, as I finish, I just want to finally encourage you with this today. Um, Because as I was writing this talk, there was one song that kept going round and round and round and round in my head. The assembly classic, This Little Light of Mine. Yes, such a good song, isn't it? (laughs) We all remember it back from our school days. Um, And yet I have to say, that song is not particularly accurate. Because I promise you that God did not make any of you to be a little light. Jesus says that we are lights of the world. We are described as cities on hills. You are not made to flicker dimly. You are made to beam brightly out to those around you. So going home today, just be reminded um, that you are a light for God. And with him and through him, we can all make a difference. Band, do you want to come up? Great job. Great, great job. I love, we'll just receive the light. We're going to pause for a moment because there's that ringing challenge, isn't there, about where's your light going to shine? And we've 
talked about being involved in the world and uh, we thought more about outside than we have in here this morning and that's the right way round. The church is out there, not in here. The church is what we do uh, Monday through Saturday and this is where we come together to celebrate, give thanks, hear his word and go and live for him all again. The true worship is the lives that we live. Right in the middle of this the song that we know, build my, build my life. It says, holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love, in your light to those around me. I wonder if we can just capture that refrain. Can we? That's brilliant on the screen already. Thank you. That's fantastic. Let's just use those words. Uh, either just listen to the band as they sing, sing it with them, stand, sit, kneel, just for a moment. As we say, Lord, open up my eyes in wonder to see you, to see your light, but then lead me in love to those around. Who are those that God would lead you in love to this coming week?